Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report, today for March the 26th of 2021. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But today we have another story that has been added to the ever-expanding situation with Microsoft potentially acquiring Discord for roughly $10 billion. It's a story everyone has been following closely throughout the week, and if you have not been keeping up with the news until now, I have previous episodes of the Jam Pack Report that are ready and waiting for you. But in short, starting on Monday, VentureBeat reported that Discord was in talks to be acquired for roughly $10 billion. Later that night, Bloomberg reported that Microsoft was the acquirer in question and the deal could be above $10 billion. Today, the Wall Street Journal has reported that Microsoft is in exclusive talks to acquire Discord for roughly $10 billion and the deal could close as soon as next month, which that last tidbit there is the new ripple in the situation. So... This continues to be a very interesting move for everybody in the gaming industry, and as we've discussed, it is concerning for some because of the significance of Discord in the modern space. I mean, we all saw how Twitch handled Curse, and we've all seen how Microsoft handled Skype. Now, to be fair, Skype isn't something that was necessarily going to continue to flourish for years to come. It was somewhat of an archaic relic of its time, but At the same time, we have seen communication platforms acquired and quickly falling apart. So, Discord has become the go-to hub for a lot of players and, in general, PC users around the world. Additionally, the Nintendo community has taken Discord as a resource for online communication where Nintendo has continuously lacked in the past few years. When it comes to Microsoft, it seems that their interest in Discord has gone back quite some time. The Verge's Tom Warren pointed out an article that was released in 2019 on Twitter from The Verge, which was an interview with Xbox chief Phil Spencer, who was discussing Project Scarlet, and he was discussing uh, recent moves that Xbox was making at the time. And towards the bottom of this article, it comes to the discussion around Discord, because in 2018, Discord added pretty basic Xbox Live functionality. So Tom Warren asked Spencer whether he thinks there's a future where I can chat to an Xbox Live friend through Discord and vice versa. Spencer replies, yeah, I do think so. I think it's more difficult because the voice codecs are different. It's not as easy as a phone system where everybody's kind of on the same back end. I think over time, it's a benefit to all of us. Just like how I think cross-play is important, cross-talk, if you want to use that as a term, is something I think we should be focused on, end quote. And so, if they are in fact acquiring Discord and the deal does go through, that is kind of the ultimate crosstalk for the Xbox ecosystem, because let's take a game like Fallout 76, for example, if there's cross-play integrated into that, then you have PC players, you have Xbox players, and you have cloud players, all able to discuss and communicate with each other while they play. The same could be said for a game like Fortnite, or Warzone, or Apex Legends, or any of these big free-to-play games that are going to be more accessible than ever thanks to the free Xbox Live Party Chat and Xbox Live online multiplayer functionality that has been announced and brought into the preview build earlier this week. So there's a lot of moving parts here, but if it is handled properly, I think the Discord could be a fantastic investment for Microsoft. The key 
is to ensure that the true value and the true core functionality of Discord does not change because of its significance in the gaming industry. You have communities of tens of thousands of people that call Discord home each and every day. And for a lot of people, that's their core form of social interaction. For a lot of people, that's how they keep up with their hobbies and their friends that they might never have met in person. But Discord is a hub. It is a place for people to come together. It is communication in its most pure form. And we've seen, again, how these other acquisitions have been handled. I think about Amazon's acquisition of Curse, the former top leading communication platform in a way, uh, and how it was just eventually rolled into the Twitch app that no one uses anymore. And then everyone migrated over to Discord. And so you never want that to happen. And Microsoft has to be very diligent and very careful about the way that they treat this new acquisition again, if they are in fact going to be able to acquire. It is important to note these talks are never permanent. Anything could fall apart at any given time. If you remember last year, Microsoft was in talks to acquire TikTok. Uh, and so obviously that did not come to fruition. So we'll see what happens with this, but something could come as soon as next month. Kojima could be announcing his next game quite soon, according to studio art director Yoji Shinkawa. I believe I said that name correctly, who was asked if he could share any details about the company's second game during an interview with AI Hub. He says, quote, well, yeah, I am doing something for sure, and I could tell you probably that we can announce it quite soon, end quote. That's pretty much as far as this story goes. It is important to note that back in April 2020, Kojima suggested he would want to make a legendary horror game, although the following month he did share that a major project had been canceled, leading many people to believe that Sony may have pulled the plug on whatever he was working on. But he was also in the early planning stages of his next game, and late last year he said his studio was staffing up for their next big project, hiring roughly 25 people to come on board. Additionally, Norman Reedus has said he was in talks with Kojima on another project, fueling claims that he could reprise his role as lead Sam Porter Bridges for Death Stranding 2. That sounds exciting to me. Very up in the air. You never know what this could be. Important to note, Phil Spencer did have a Ludens statue behind him, the uh, emblem, the uh, mascot for Kojima Productions in the most recent Xbox slew of announcements, so that could lead to something Xbox-related. Again, that is just pure speculation based on what we have seen in the past with background information from Phil Spencer, no pun intended. Uh, but very interesting here, excited to see what Kojima comes up with. And I'll tell you something that shows how much I love Death Stranding, just to show how much I would love to see a Death Stranding 2. I sold my PlayStation 4 Pro when I got my Xbox Series X. I own no PlayStation hardware outside of a legacy PS1 and a PS2. I still have my copy of Death Stranding just in case I ever buy a PlayStation 5 when it eventually does become a console that I want to play and that it has plenty of exclusives on it. I want to be able to go back and play Death Stranding uh, with hopefully some next-gen enhancements if those do come at some point in the future. Uh, but we'll see what Kojima has up his sleeve soon enough. Stay tuned for more. You can always catch the hottest news right here on the Jam Pack Report. If you don't want to play on PlayStation or Xbox, maybe you want to play on Google Stadia, and Google seems to be testing touch controls for Stadia on Android. 9to5Google has references to a direct touch feature that have been found in Stadia's latest release on Android. Direct touch will allow Stadia players to more easily interact with elements in games without the use of a Bluetooth or USB controller. Very cool feature here and something that I think is 
foundational in building the future of mobile cloud gaming. And if you haven't been keeping up with the cloud gaming space, the controllers have improved by a large margin in the past few years. I have one that is licensed uh, between Xbox from 8-Bit Do, uh, and I'm a big fan of that. On top of that, Razer has some very good tablet-style controls that kind of stretch around your phone and give you that Nintendo Switch kind of setup. And then you have stuff like what is pictured here from Google, where it is just a phone clip and the Stadia controller below it connected via USB-C. This is not the ideal situation. But when it comes down to brass tacks, if somebody is wanting to play a game on their phone, it might be where they're sitting in line at the DMV. It might be on their lunch break. And to be quite frank, I don't really want to have to bust out my controller during a lunch break. I really don't want to make a scene while I'm trying to play a game in public. If I'm just chilling at the mall, like it's 1992, for, why did I bring that up as, as an example? Uh, but if I'm just chilling at the mall or doing whatever I'm doing, it would be nice to be able to just bust out my phone and use it to play games. Project X Cloud or Xbox Cloud Streaming, whatever you want to call it from Microsoft, has this built in to some of the games. There is an entire catalog of games that support touch controls, and these are some of the biggest games. Hellblade is one that comes to mind. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons is one that comes to mind. And that kind of functionality is very, very important if this is to become something that people use widely in their day-to-day -day lives. So it's nice to see that Google is continuing to build out uh, their offering, to build out their functionality, and it's also worth mentioning they have made a pretty major announcement this week uh, with the release of a new game that is coming out where you can get the Stadia Premiere Edition kit if you do want to uh, check out Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village, which is launching later this year, I believe in May. Uh, you can pre-order or buy up until May 21st, and you get that $100 bundle for free that includes a controller and Chromecast to give you the full experience. So that's something that you should keep in mind if you do want to test out cloud streaming. Again, I'm not confident in the future of Stadia itself, but I am confident that cloud is going to play an important role in the future of the industry. I'm just not sure how big that role is going to be. Will it be an accoutrement, an accessory to the main gaming experience? Will it become the main gaming experience as it already has for some? Uh, that is something we will have to keep an eye on. Interested to see what the future looks like. Some unfortunate news to bring you today. Back for Blood from Turtle Rock Studios has been delayed. They write on Twitter, quote, Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make Back for Blood the best game it can possibly be at launch, and the team needs more time to do this. Therefore, we will release Back for Blood on October 12, 2021. We thank our community for its continued support and are excited to share that there will be an open beta this summer. This is a game that a lot of people have had their eye on. It's essentially the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. It was originally set to release in June, and so it's been pushed back to fall 2021. Not a huge delay, in my opinion. I think this is absolutely going to be worth it, and as you can see here by the description, the game is coming to Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, and the Epic Games Store. Looking forward to seeing more. If you have a squad that you normally play Call of Duty Zombies with, this might be good. Get the Left 4 Dead gang back together. Whatever you might be planning on doing, this is uh, a game that is absolutely worth checking out. And once again, it has been delayed to October 2021. On the flip side, Housemarque's Returnal has gone gold. Housemarque writes on Twitter, quote, 
Returnal has finally gone gold. A huge thanks to everyone on the team at Housemark, PlayStation Studios, and all of the other teams involved. We cannot wait to have this out soon and for every player out there to experience the planet of Atropos. I want to make something very clear. When I said that I would buy a PlayStation 5 when there was a slew of exclusives that are worth the investment, Returnal is one that I absolutely mean. That is one that I have had my eye on for quite some time. I'm a huge fan of Housemark, and Returnal is their biggest and most ambitious game to date. This is right up my alley. And this is, in my opinion, the first big PlayStation exclusive since Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales and Demon Souls Remaster. This is a next generation game and I cannot wait uh, to see some gameplay. If it looks good enough, this might even tip the scales and get me to invest because man, does this game look phenomenal. Also, there is some new gameplay out. You can check that out on their official YouTube channel. Absolutely worth your time to see what they have in store. And to round out today's show, just a brief reminder, the new 10 free games for Play at Home uh, are out now on PlayStation. Of course, Play at Home is the program that Sony is putting on to give players something to do without any kind of PlayStation Plus subscription or additional purchase required. And you are going to be getting Horizon Zero Dawn later in April. But for right now, you can pick up 10 indies uh, that are available for you. Once again, those include Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witch, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss, Thumper, and Paper Beast. Very cool stuff. Log in, claim those, and you can download them to your system ASAP so you have something new to play over the weekend. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what you thought about everything we discussed today. But specifically, now that we have the Wall Street Journal reporting that an acquisition could happen as soon as next month, do you think that Microsoft is going to be able to seal the deal? And on top of that, what do you think Kojima is working on? Death Stranding 2 or something else? I'd love to hear what you have to say. But until Monday, you guys have a fantastic weekend. I'll talk to you soon and peace.